1: No one ever thinks about the crew below the decks. They're drinking and they're partying and having lots of sex. They cook and clean and serve the rich with a smile all day. But when the richies leave the ship, the yachts get to play. Yo, ho, yo, yo, ho, yo, yo. We're heading up the gangplank and going down below.
0: Welcome back to a bonus episode. This week, we are talking to one of the charter guests from episode one and two of Below Deck Med season seven, Twana. It's nice to see you. How are you?
1: I'm fine. How are you?
0: I am great, and we are very excited to talk to you. You and Adrian hooked up on Twitter, and that's how we got to you.
1: Well, you said hooked up. You make it sound even Uh, more... No,
2: (laughs) not sliding into DMs hooked up. (laughs) Actually, that's exactly what happened, but it's it's not for the purposes of hooking up. I saw her commenting during the first episode, and I was like, are you the Twana that's on the show right now that I'm watching? (laughs) <laughs> Is that perchance what's happening and she said yes and I was like that's amazing oh my goodness. so yeah it just Dance that her name scrolled across and I was like that looks familiar and it's a very unique spelling of a name so I have to imagine it's you
1: hey and I'm glad I'm connected so
2: tell us how you got involved in this first of all have you ever watched below deck before filming
1: I have not. I feel awful, but I didn't even know what the show was. That's great. I hadn't ever seen it, hadn't heard of any of these people, knew nothing about the show. I'm much more of a like house show, like a granny in my like TV show watching. So like Property Brothers, obviously I would have been like, I know exactly who they are it's so like that kind of thing mm-hmm. or if it's a reality show about people hooking up I've seen them all love is blind the bachelor the bachelorette the one where they couldn't touch each other a uh, two acting handle I've seen every if it has to do with people fucking each other I've seen it <laughs> I've seen them all, but this one, like random people on a yacht, I didn't even know what it was. Like when I was told that we were going to be on this and there would be cameras, I had no clue. I had no clue what the show was, who these people were or anything like that.
0: Sometimes I think that's better because you're not going in with any kind of preconception right. of how you have to behave as a guest. You get to just be you, which I think is a lot less pressure and actually allows you to have a vacation.
1: True. And that's what it was. Yeah, what you see is what you get. My friends and I were on vacation together and having an amazing time. And that gorgeous, gorgeous island of Malta, which i would never been to before. I live in Portugal, so I live in the Mediterranean region, uh-huh. but i would never been to Malta. So it was just such a beautiful place to go and super duper grateful for the experience.
0: Now, were you able to go on shore in Malta or is COVID still a problem over in the Med to where you had to stay on the boat?
1: COVID is absolutely a problem here in the Med. Portugal, we've got high numbers and growing. And now not only COVID, but also monkeypox right now.
0: That's just starting to make the news here in the States, because you live in Portugal now, but you said that you're from Illinois.
1: I am. So
0: she's a girl from the States, y'all, In Midwest girl at that. <laughs>
1: I was about to say that. Not just any girl from the States, mind you, a girl from the best part of the States, that fabulous land called the Midwest, the heartland of America. I love you. I love
2: it. That's where both of us are from, too both of us are from Ohio. So I'm originally from Cleveland, but I live down in Florida now, still a Buckeye go Buckeyes. (laughs) But when you were saying just a minute ago that you watch love is blind and a lot of shows about people hooking up below deck is still very much about that. I'm just sure from your experience that you didn't really see or know about any of that until you watched it. I'm guessing.
1: I saw what everyone else saw on TV. Like, I didn't know anything. I was, (laughs) oh, wow. They've got some history, right? So like, I had no clue. I knew nothing more than what everybody else knew when they watched the show as I did. So I had no intel or anything about any of that stuff. Like, I just showed up with my friends in a boat. (laughs) There you go. And so Billy was the one who invited you. I've known Billy for ages. He's the sweetest human being. Wonderful, beautiful heart. Billy and I have known each other since when did we meet? 2005. So I've known Billy for almost 20 years now. Wow. That's
2: awesome. Right on. I feel like editing didn't do him a lot of favors in the first episode, but I feel like they also had to like come out the gate and make it really dramatic But we saw an entire tilt shift on the second episode, which my favorite moment so far of the season was you guys talking to Kyle about coming out and his whole backstory, which I just thought was awesome because it really gave us a lot more depth to him and made the rest of the relationship that we saw with you guys make a lot more sense throughout the rest of the episode where he was kind of playing around with you and joking with you. And it seems like he really loosened up a lot with your group after that conversation. I thought it was really cool that you guys were so accepting and willing to help him usher himself into the
1: community. I just thank Kyle for that gift. I think whenever anyone tells anyone about their partners or their sexual orientation or whether they're single or dating, as long as you're not trying to fuck them, really, it's none of your business, right? <laughs> no one's business who's doing what with anyone. It's like, I'm very much just like, do what you want, do do what you want, chick. And I want to do what I want, so stay out of my business. Yeah. And so like, I'm very much that, and as a sexual health educator, like, this is what I do. And so I feel like whenever anyone gifts me with the knowledge of more about them. That is a gift. They don't owe that to me. And I see it as a gift that someone's given to me. And I just respect that. And for Kyle to say the things that he said, I'm just appreciative that he felt that he was amongst people who would value him as the wonderful human being that he is.
0: Right. You gave him the safe space we often hear spoken of to be open and the way you all celebrated him. And he was like, thank you. That's what I wanted. When I first came out, it was like he got a do over. You don't get many do overs in life. And he got uh, now very public because it's on international television (laughs) do over. And it was great to see you all embrace him. It was wonderful, really.
1: I love that you said that because I think so often the way we traditionally think of this idea of coming out as if it's like canciera of sorts. Debutante ball. Yeah, (laughs) right. Exactly. It only happens once and everybody knows about it at the exact same time. And then you did this thing called coming out and then, you know, clap, clap, it's done. You've come out. Right. forgetting that we come out all of us right about a lot of different things over time to different people in different ways and so for the lgbtq community just because you've quote quote come out to your family and or friends doesn't mean all of your friends and or all of your family knows maybe right. you're not out at work maybe you're not at or you were out in all the places it's possible to be but then you move to a different town Mm -hmm. And now you're starting all over again. Or in Kyle's case, you're on national, international television. I had people in Lisbon telling me they saw it. uh, You are all over the world. And I believe that particular show is a top rated show. So, I mean, it's not like no one saw it. Like you're coming out in front of a large number of people. And so I applaud his bravery, even though I don't like that we use that word, but the world is not fair. The world can be very unkind. And so for someone who is in Kyle's position to have a certain level of privilege, he's white, he's a dude. Uh And so revealing a part of himself that a lot of people may not know, that took a lot of courage to do that in a very international way. So- I kudos agree. to him and have nothing but wonderful things to say about him as a person or anyone for that matter of fact i never speak Ill of the dead even people are dead to me but-
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's funny so i guess we can't ask you any questions about reagan then
1: <laughs> oh you're awful. you're awful i have nothing bad to say about anyone
0: <laughs> i watched you all and you honestly you were very gracious Billy was not as happy.
2: Understandably so.
0: And I don't blame him. Yeah. That's the thing. A lot of times, and since you don't watch the show, you might not know that usually people want to defend the crew and go at the charter guests because the crew are people. We watch them every season. They rotate in and out, but there are some that are always there. So our gut instinct is to defend the crew. But as we were seeing some of the things that were happening or not happening in cases of you guys being able to enjoy the water sports, all of his complaints became validated. And I was wondering, just in general, did that sour your experience? Did you find other things to do in entertaining each
1: other and hanging out? I'm just grateful that a little bumpkin girl like me from Rua, Illinois <laughs> I just, you know, and I feel that way so much about life in general. Like, I'm very aware of where I've come from, who I am, my background, my experiences, and that the adult life and the adult spaces that I occupy are very different from how I grew up. You know, most people from my high school, when self-included. I didn't know Malta was a country. I didn't know anything about like, I grew up in a very sheltered and a very small town and in a small kind of way. And I don't say that pejoratively. I'm yeah. grateful for the experiences that I've had. Yeah, and the Wonderful friends, many that I've carried over through adulthood. Today, I spoke to a guy to high school. So it's like, I'm very grateful for the way that I grew up. And so not, but it's both at the same time and I am fully aware that I've got much more opportunity, much more exposure to different people, places, things, much more advantages than I grew up with.
0: That's a great headspace to be in, I think. Thank you. It keeps you centered and it keeps everything in a spirit of gratitude and not looking for what's going wrong. So that's
2: awesome. Well, I think one of the interesting dynamics of the show, and I get asked this question all the time is, are the guests really paying to be there? And the answer is obviously, yes, people are paying to be there. And they realized from my very first season, because I was on the very first season of the show, that if there wasn't some kind of an investment that the guests have to make, then they wouldn't be invested in the successful outcome of their trip. So I say that meaning that if the guests were just given a trip, then they would just be grateful for everything that they received and probably wouldn't say too much if the food wasn't correct or if the water toys weren't out when they asked for them or they would be more ingratiated to the program as opposed to pointing out the flaws in the system, which is exactly what needs to happen especially since you guys were the first group to work with this particular set of crew on the very beginning of the season. So they need to work out the kinks. Unfortunately, you guys were the guinea pigs for that. And we saw how that went down. But I think it's really interesting that one, I appreciate your level of gratitude for the opportunity as a whole. I think Billy was much more cognizant of the fact that Yes, this is an experience that I'm invested in. And I want to make sure, I'm sure he was thinking, I want this to be as much fun for my friends as possible. And now I'm annoyed that the toys aren't ready. I'm annoyed that somebody wasn't paying attention to my preference sheet. He was more the embodiment of that. But I think that's because you guys were all having such a great time that you didn't care as much, if that makes sense. And this is the first time that we've seen Chef Dave, he's not been on a previous season. I would like to know from you, what did you think of the food? Because everything that he put out looked amazing to me.
1: I love food. And so like, (laughs) I (laughs) I
0: love you. (laughs) I love a girl that loves food.
1: (laughs) I love food. And I love just all the different flavors of food. And just like, I love everything. And so I'm just like. I thought the food was delicious. I loved it. I loved it all. And I'm also not, I like, I just, I like food. So I literally have nothing more to say than just food was absolutely delicious to me. We all have different flavors. Right. It's subjective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You're know, like sexual activities. And we have this phrase that we call when we're doing sex ed programs, like don't yuck my yum. Like <laughs> yes. there's something that I find delicious that you might be like, yeah, yucky. That's not my thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, if you're with a partner and you're getting down and dirty and having a fantastic, delicious time in your mind, and you're like, oh, do you want to do so-and-so? It's totally fine for them to politely say, you know, like a sexual context, um, I'm not related to that, Yeah, you know? And they don't have to say like, that's the shittiest sexual thing <laughs> that I've ever heard of, <laughs> right? Because it makes you feel bad as a human that like, but I like thinking people, <laughs> Whatever well, sexual activity that you like, right? And so it's like yeah. I um, enjoy yeah. all kinds of delicious activities and delicious foods. And so it's like well, I thought food was good, but again, that is to say, I'm also not going to yum someone else's yuck. So if someone else doesn't like a food or mm-hmm. like it, it is not my space to say, well, because I think it's yummy that's sexual right. activity, that food, that whatever, that that person has to feel the same way. They don't. We're all very different human beings and that's fine.
0: Yeah, I have a toddler palate. So I will have to learn not to yuck people's yums. I will just keep my mouth shut and smile and nod from now on because I usually do cringe (laughs) when Adrian talks about foods (laughs) that I could never possibly, I'm a texture person. So if something has a Mm. weird texture, I instantly get
1: a yuck, but I will work on that. Don't. Don't, 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 don't at all own it. People are often surprised that, you know, oh, well, you talk about sex, you write sex calls, you've done all these things. I'm a monogamist, like in mm-hmm. my relationships, I have never had a poly open relationship or anything of the sort. I obviously support anyone's ability to find someone and God love you, find more than one person to love <laughs> in a relationship with you. Good for you. You know, like I'm all for that. As for me and mine. I'm fine and very much a monogamist right Mm -hmm. and ditto for sexual pleasure like there's certain things I enjoy that doesn't mean I enjoy everything and I don't have any inclination that I need to like open up my relationships or my legs in any particular way like I don't need to work on that I don't need to change I like what I like and that's Mm -hmm. okay yeah. Same with you. If you have foods that you don't want to explore, you're not, mm-hmm. that's fine. Go for it.
0: Yeah. I just need to not verbally yuck other people's preferences.
1: That I support. I support not doing that.
0: Yeah. Cause I kind of have a little mouth on me. So.
2: <laughs> From your perspective as a professional in the field, would you offer any advice to dave and natasha after seeing the first two episodes about their relationship because it seems like there's a whole lot of sexual tension and then at the very end of episode two we find out that they did in fact hook up now they're in a position where they have to either try to keep lying to everybody in the situation or just out themselves and deal with it what would
1: you give them advice to do that is a fantastic question that I am not going to answer. <laughs> <laughs> you. Well, you know what, here's the thing. It's just like I said, I'd never seen nor heard of the show. Mm-hmm. Before I ended up being on it. And so it's like similarly to, so when I met the human named Natasha and the human named Dave, not only did I not know anything about their histories as, as humans, you know, I learned more watching the show, they say, right. You know, their background how they grew up and things like that they all do whatever I only knew what I did from meeting them you know when I met them as people and so it would be as any person that I met I wouldn't feel comfortable saying in any public forum right like here's what I think they should or shouldn't do or anything like that like if I'm speaking to Natasha as a person or Dave as a person and they're like here's what's going on oh I have a shit ton to say (laughs) and their relationships get questions about like hey here's what We want to know when we talk about healthy relationships or text and all this stuff, sure, but Not answering that here, but your ability to ask.
0: (laughs) That shows what a pro you are. And I love that. And I also love that you gave us the time to get a little insight into what it's like to be on the ship, what it's like to be on the show in general, and really appreciate you coming on here and talking with us.
1: Always a pleasure to chat with both of you. Thank you.
2: I'm so glad we got to connect and that we got to do this. And I hope we see you back on the boat again sometime.
1: never. No, I didn't even know that that happened <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah maybe you can watch the show now and you can come back on as a super fan watcher and give us your analysis <laughs> oh,
1: you were so funny thank you so much for chatting with me
0: thank you and thank you everybody for listening we will see you for the recap of season seven episode three
1: bye bye take care everybody
0: special thanks to our friends who helped us create gangplank report down below music and lyrics by angel tweeter frail and terry abbott performed by laurel Lyle, of florida production assistance by michael Castanata. super superfan intro by blind lawrence cast off me hearties <laughs>